host, Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hi, buddy. This is Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight. And I'm really excited to tell you about the the business owner that we're spotlighting today. His name is Steve Smith. He is the owner of Growth Source Coaching based in California. And he is an executive coaching, or he has an executive coaching company that specializes in helping business professionals become extraordinary leaders, savvy business owners, and confident marketing strategists. Can't wait to dive in on that. He is on a mission to help business professionals develop their clarity, confidence, and operating performance so that they can play at their highest potential. His clients consider him the catalyst for change, and he works with all senior level level professionals to upgrade their thinking, demeanor, skills, confidence, and desire for action so that they can have greater impact. I can already tell we are very much aligned here, Steve. Um, He's also the co-host of the only father-son duo podcast, The Business Wingman Show. Love that title. And his son, with his son, Travis Smith, he's authored some books, Leadership Axioms, Timeless Principles for Leading in Business and Life. So welcome to the show, Steve. Michelle, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Yes, I am too. I am too, because it does sound like even just from the bio and our, you know, brief conversation beforehand, we definitely, um, we, we share, we have a lot in alignment as far as like helping people to be, perform at their best, be their best, live their best life. Um, and you do that through executive coaching. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Tell, tell me a little bit more. Tell us all a little bit more about growth success. Uh, I'm sorry, growth source coaching and what all that does and, and how you really help people. All right. Well, first off, the the name of the company is a great example of what happens when you toil away trying to come up with something expressive to name your company, okay. but you never actually say the word out loud. <laughs> and you go on GoDaddy and you buy the URL and you get all this stuff set up. And all of a sudden you start telling people what the name is and you realize they can't pronounce it. You know, <laughs> so so, you know, that's been kind of the running joke. But the reason I came up with Growth Source mm-hmm. was because all of the work, all the research, and all the, the, the people that I've been exposed to, what I've come to realize, which this is not earth-shattering, okay, uh, what I've come to realize is that all the growth in an organization and an individual comes from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I show up as the person that helps them sort out what's important mm-hmm. and get clear about what they really want to go for and help them figure out what the new you wants to look like, yeah. okay? but I can't open their head and pour it in. Now, a lot of people would pay me big time if I could do that, but (laughs) it really, it it emulates from them. It's an inert process. And so when I started thinking about that, I thought, well, growth source kind of talks about that. The source of the growth is you. It makes total sense. I actually can really appreciate that. And I love the title, but you're right. I I did, I did have a little tongue growth source source coaching is say that 10 times fast, right? Every networking event that I go to, and I do a lot of networking locally, they all have the same problem. So, you know, it's like, all right, I don't really care. Just call me. (laughs) Well, and you do marketing. So, you know, if somebody's talking about your name, good or bad, that is branded. And it's not about. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about the catalyst 
catalyst for your success. And for th those listening, you can't see what I'm seeing because I can see Steve on the video. And behind you, I, I see a sign that says your success matters. Yes. That. Well, a big, big part of any professional in business, whether they are a small company owner, whether they're just a dyed-in-the-wool entrepreneur, or they've risen to the ranks within a larger organization and taken up some executive level role, mm -hmm. the way they show up and interact and have impact on the people around them, okay, yeah. goes a lot to how much they believe in the success that they want. And so I, I started putting this thing out there. It's on my, uh, it's on, you know, it's a, it's a license plate frame on my car and I have a hat with it on the back. I mean, I just started putting it out there because I wanted people to know success is okay. Mm. You know, it's not a dirty word. You can be successful and benefit other people in the process, but it's got to matter to you first. Mm. If it matters to everybody else, it doesn't matter to you. You're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, if this is what you want, this is what you deem as successful for you and your life and, and the people that you love, mm -hmm. own it, mm. believe it, go for it until it's clear and plain that it's not the right idea. Do not back away from it. Treat it like it matters. Yes. Well, I don't know how much you know about this, but we share a very, very, very similar tagline and they mean exactly the same thing from that same vantage point. And I say your story matters. Okay. And it really, but it, it, it goes together because so many people believe that their experiences, who they are, the good, the bad things that they've been through in life, that it actually, your story matters. Meaning it, 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 somebody out there can learn from you. Somebody out there may desperately need to know what you know professionally right. or personally. And so, but many times we, we discount ourselves more than anyone else. And well, so, no, it matters. The, the thing I love about the whole story concept is if it's genuine, if it's sincere, if it's authentic, mm -hmm. it means you're going to be telling people the stuff that went well, as well as the stuff that didn't go well. The, the extreme setbacks that maybe caused you to really rethink what you were doing and rededicate yourself to doing it better. When, you, when, when people just show up and give you their your garden variety bio, it's like listening to somebody read a resume. And, and you know, half the time, okay, is that really right? Or you know, you fall asleep, you know, because you hear it a thousand times. But yeah, a really good, genuine, well put together story will keep people captivated. Right. And, 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 I, and yeah, I think that's so good. And being real and authentic, because I, I don't know about you, I can't relate to be somebody who's perfect and has it all together. So <laughs> I, I like I and that's just me. That's always been my style. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to be, you know, authentic. This is me doesn't mean I have it all figured out. But, you know, when you have the heart to want to help people serve people, and you're just you know, open with what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, I think that's how we give people hope. I think it's how we, we really make an impact in their lives, not because we figured it out, but because maybe we didn't, but we're working on it. Yeah, the, uh, I think people, when people are looking for folks that do what I do, and certainly what you do, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to check their credentials, they're probably going to review, review whatever view reviews people have given for you, you know, they're going to do a certain amount of due diligence. But at the end of the day, they're going to ask themselves, is this person relatable? Yeah. You know, can I attach myself to them for upwards of a year mm -hmm. so I can figure out my own stuff and become better using them to help me? And if they can't answer the last question, uh, you know, positively, then they're probably going to keep looking. Right. As they should, because there should be that synergy and that alignment. So how do you know when, what is a, what is a good client for you? How do you know when, when you know you can really serve somebody and help them 
create their success. <laughs> the, the, the best clients for me are, and it doesn't really matter how long they've been in their business. You know, okay. I can work with people that are just two, three years in, as well as people that are five years away from, you know, turning their business over to the next generation or something like that. So it's not the longevity for me. It's how much that person has invested themselves in what they currently have. Yeah. So if they're really invested in the business, they've grown, they have a lot of employees, there's a lot of people depending on them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they're working fairly high up in a company and they've got an important role, but they have at some point, either because they've gotten feedback that they're starting to listen to yeah. or just some self-reflection, they've realized that maybe they've slipped a couple notches. You know, maybe sometimes it's not even them kind of declining. Sometimes there's so much stuff in their environment changing. All of a sudden, their, their, their entry-level ranks are filled with managers that are of a different generation they can't even talk to, right. or the marketplace has changed so much, and they've had to adapt, and now the business looks very little like it did when it started 20 years ago. When those kind of things happen, sometimes just people just, it's what I call mental drift. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden, they get up one day, and they don't quite realize or recognize the business that they're connected to, but they, they want to get back in the game. Yeah. They just don't know how. They feel like they're on the outside looking in everybody's busy, everybody's doing stuff, and they're struggling to figure out what their role really is. Yeah. And so those are the people that I work really, really well with. I hear coaches a lot of times talk about, oh, I want the hard chargers, I want the successful people, so I can make them even more successful. You know what, that's fine. But I got to tell you, in the 14 years I've been doing this, about 10% of the people I've worked with fit in that category. Wow. The rest of them have something in their way. Yes. You know, there's a challenge, there's a hurdle, there's something that they might be able to see over, but they can't get over. Absolutely. Well, how did you, so coaching, I love coaching. I think there's just so much opportunity, you know, again, just helping people, guiding people. You don't even have to be a thousand steps ahead of someone, maybe just one or two, like you said, you know, you can kind right. of run and help. But how did you get into this? What, what really ignited that for you? Well, I had a, a very, a, a wonderful career in consumer products manufacturing. Mm. And for over a 30-year period, I worked for four different really well-known companies based in the U.S. And I got opportunities to be promoted and take on senior leadership roles and move around the country and, and run East Coast operations and West Coast. I mean, I, I got a lot, okay? Yeah. And 2008 came along, and it was just kind of tired of it. You know, the last company I was with wasn't an exact match. It was a good company, but it just it wasn't anything that I could really say, gee, I'm going to stay here till you know, I retire. And so, you know, I, I offloaded and I thought, you know what, the travel's killing me. So maybe I'll just take what I know how to do and find a more regional based company that I can, I can stay at home and do the work with. Trying to find manufacturers in California is that's a that's a challenge. OK, so in the process of doing all this, I ran into a woman on the Internet. She was part of one of the uh, uh, the senior executive profile sites, you know, where you put your resume and stuff like oh, that. Sure. And so she she contacted me. And we had a conversation and she says, here's what I do. I help people that have come out of executive level roles in large scale companies and figure out what the right business for them to have looks like. Right. And I thought, great, because I always, I, ever since I was 12 years old, I've always wanted to run my own business. I had no idea what that would be. And I had no idea when it would show up, but this kind of looked like, well, okay, maybe this is the door, you know? So I worked with her for about two or three months and, you know, she did the assessments. She had me do exercises, you know, evaluate and look at all different kinds of business models. She's the one who came back to me and she said, you know what, there's a whole market of people out there that need what you already know how to do. Yeah. She said, you need to get into coaching. So, 
I bought into a coaching franchise right off the bat. All right. Very small. They had just gone from a private company to a franchise-based company like six months before I showed up. So in the world of franchising, I mean, that's like high risk, you know? And so, but I loved, I I loved the philosophy. I loved their approach. It just really spoke to me. So I got in, I invested, you know, in my local areas and, and and I loved it. I learned a ton. I mean, you're talking about going from a very bureaucratic domiciled kind of organization and industry. Okay. That doesn't really get out of its lane to all of a sudden getting into small business, which was like the wild west. And so I'm in it and and I I bought this thing and two and a half years into it, they went bankrupt. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Because the founder who I'd become friends with called me up one morning. I I remember the day and the time that this phone call happened. And he says, Steve, you know, we've been kind of having issues with financing. He goes, we just run dry. We have no more options. So he goes, uh, you know, within... I'm calling all the senior people in the franchise. And, and by the end of the day, you know, we're going to be gone. And, and so I hang up the phone. My wife comes in the office that morning. She looks at me. I must, all the blood must've drained oh, out of my yeah. head. And she says, what happened? And I said, it's gone. I said, everything I put my energy, my money, I mean, a lot of money over the last two and a half years, they're, 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 they're closing up shop. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do with a franchise when the mothership goes away? It's, it has zero value on the market. In fact, a lot of people were running away from it because they didn't want to be associated with a, with a business name that didn't make it. And so it took me about 30 days to take all the collateral and all the concepts and the things that I liked. I, I shelved a lot. There was a lot of stuff I didn't go with, but I repurposed and rebuilt it, put the new name on it, created a website and just went out and went private with it. And, you know, you struggle for a while, right? You know, you, you got to rebrand yourself and get people to realize, okay, this is the real one now. The first one didn't work, but this right. is going to work. <laughs> and, but I got to tell you, it was the best thing that ever happened. The wow. best thing that ever happened. I mean, I look at the investment I made in that company and it was like buying an MBA. Exactly. That's what it was like. That's a really great perspective on that. You so, know, you wouldn't be where you are today had it succeeded. Uh-huh. So um, you know, and better to have your own business than, than. Well, the even better part about this was these guys were really focused on the entrepreneur. So everything they coached people on was marketing, sales, yeah. mm-hmm. and getting your head in the game and everything else would take care of itself. Got it. But as a consequence of that, they attracted a lot of people, good people, honest people, people with aspirations and dreams. Many of them couldn't cough up $250 a month. No. Okay. No. So I kind of got away from the entrepreneurial side. I kind of upgraded the marketing strategy piece for, to, to handle a larger company. But I brought in the two disciplines that I had been schooled on from my 30 years in consumer products, executive leadership and management, management process. And that's where 80% of my business is now. That's awesome. Oh, I love that story. How many people have had a setback like that and it, it, it took them down? You, 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 may, you had 30 days <laughs> maybe of... of of letting it affect you, but maybe, but then turning it around, realizing this is actually an opportunity. Well, I, I was one of these people where everybody else in the organization and from a franchise standpoint, I think it had only grown to about 28 franchises in major markets around the country, Mm -hmm. which in the world of franchising is puny. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But everybody left and went back to the career that they had left when they fell in love with coaching, so to speak. Wow. I'm the only one that stayed and built a business out of it because for me, there was no going back. This yeah. was what I wanted to do. 
And I just had to persevere and figure it out on my own because I wasn't tethered to a larger organization with all the resources that those kind of places have. So what are you doing? This this segues perfectly into it because the show is called The Power of Authority. And I look at authority right. as the ability to influence people, impact people's lives for, for right. the good. And the more we, especially as business owners, we may have the best product in the world, the best book in the world, the best podcast in the world. But if people don't know about it, it really doesn't serve anyone. So what yes. are you doing to build your authority as the owner of this company, um, as the company itself? And then and, and come, it could be now or in the next year or so. Well, the first thing I did was I, I went back to school on the recipe that I'd gotten from the franchise. They were absolute masters at marketing strategy and language and, and ways of communicating things. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm my own client now, right? Yeah, yeah. So first thing I had to do was really identify who my ideal client was. Mm. How do they think? What's most important to them? What are they afraid of? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things below the surface that drive their decision making? Mm-hmm. Because we all get caught up in the stuff we think people want. Yeah. But when you get below the surface, you find out sometimes the, the motivation for that's completely different than what they're telling you on the surface. Right. So everything I do now is, is, is focused on tapping into that decision making motivation below the surface. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a coach for probably five years. Great yeah. lady. Um, at one point when we were kind of in the, in the throes of this whole thing, you know, she's listening to me. She, I, I'm telling her all the horror stories of stuff that's not working and I'm never going to do that again and all this kind of stuff. And she finally pipes up and she says, you know, people want more of you. Mm-hmm. They're buying coaching, but they're buying you. Mm-hmm. And they have to know you before they're going to call up and talk to you. And so, the, you know, a light bulb went off my head and I thought, okay, I need to stop spending all my time writing all these articles for all these other related sites out there, you know, it's the whole SEO game yeah. and start producing videos where I just talk to people about very specific, short type things and just relate to them. Yes. Just say, look, if, if your problem is delegation, if you've taken on everything and you've hired a great team who's sitting around all day watching you do it all, mm-hmm. there's a way out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so learning to kind of take very, you know, complicated, sometimes kind of theoretical concepts and, and bring them down to a very, very simple level to where people can immediately say, yes, that's my problem. Mm. He understands my problem. I should call him. That's right. It, it's exactly right. We do business with people we, we know, like, and trust. And we know right. that, but yet it is easy to get sucked into. I mean, there's, there's no limit to the things you can do to market your business. <laughs> Right. Um, and, and, and some of them are, are, are well worth investing in and others you just have to, you have to ask, but I, at the end of the day, that's why I love helping people to tell their story because your story is just you. It's, it's, and people are doing business with you, no matter how big the company is and, and to, to own that. Right. And, and to get it out there. So I love that, that you're doing that. And well, one of the other reveals that came up, mm-hmm. um, and this took a, a while to get to, but you know, I'm involved in all these professional networking groups. And of course, you know, it's all driven by referral, word of mouth, all that kind of thing. What, you know, fine. Okay, I'm participating. But as I started asking clients, you know, how did you find me? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I really wanted to know where they started before we hooked up. Yeah. And so it started to become obvious that as you get into mid-size, large-size companies, the people at the top, they're not doing any networking. 
they're too busy up to their eyeballs running their business. They're not going out and having lunches that last two hours or going to morning meetings or stuff like that. They're siloed. And so when, when all of a sudden somebody gets to them and says, you need, you know, you've been talking about this for years, you might want to go out and look for some help. And they agree. They finally get to that point where they surrender and say, yeah, I need help. The next question is, who's it going to be? And most of them don't have the network. They don't, you know, the old term, the Rolodex, Mm -hmm. they don't have that. Yeah. Usually the third parties that they're already dealing with don't have any real good recommendations. So they usually hand it off to an executive assistant or somebody in HR. And they say, go out and find me three executive coaches. We'll interview them and pick one. Do you know how many people that I have won over the last eight to 10 years Mm -hmm. who found me on Google Maps? That exact way. Wow. That's surprising. That's my number one lead generator because most people don't have a reference point. So they go on, they they just type in Google executive coaching. And of course, you know, the the, the little little map shows up underneath the ads with the little push pins on it. Well, there I am. And so they'll they'll either send me an email or call me and say, hey, can we set up a time to talk? And I'm saying, great, that's exactly what I'm looking for. You don't have to go to my website and fill in the little box. You can call me directly if you want. And so it works quite well and it's free. It doesn't do, Google doesn't charge you for this. Okay, that's a great tip. I think that everyone listening, you need to do that if you haven't already with your business. Because it's true, I'm thinking of myself when I, when I need a service, what am I doing? I'm Googling and it is kind right. of what comes up in those, the maps. I do look at those. I really yes. do. Wow, that's you know, and it's interesting because for a, a brick and mortar business that is on, you know, down on the street corner, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense to have that listing. But but you could do business with anyone. You don't have to just do local. So, but you're right. still you're still benefiting from that. So that is awesome. That's- yeah. So I just dialed my strategy into three primary sites: LinkedIn because it's a business to business site. Yes. Google Maps because it is a local search map. Yes. And, and YouTube, because that's where people can see me and hear me and, and put the two together and figure out, okay, they either like what I have to say and how I say it, or they're going to go to another video. Exactly. But, but if I just keep mixing those three around and keep them connected, that's really all I need. That's all I've used for probably the last five or six years. Well, and it sounds like it's working. That's a great strategy. And, 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 and I'm sure some of the things that you can also be helping these, um, these executives with. So how you, I know you have something special to offer for the listeners. Well, um, if you go on my site, you can find a very short book that I wrote. And I, I'm of the age where Reader's Digest was in vogue back when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, and, but I loved it because they're very short, succinct, easy to read, gets to the point quickly. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. So this book is all of 40 pages. You can hardly call it a book. It's more like a guide. But there's 14 principles in there that I have collected over my 40 years of being in business that have never failed me. And so I I set it up. I tell people what it is, how to use it. And it's on the website. And uh, it's a a great little pocket guide. And if even if you just take three or four of these out that really speak to you, you can change how you show up and how you influence and impact people around you just by sticking with with best practices that that work. Awesome. Well, the website, again, is growth. Source. I'm going to do it slowly. Coaching.com. Right. <laughs> there you and go. Definitely check out those free resources. And also on the site, there's an opportunity if you want to have a, um, a strategy session, a 30 minute coaching assessment with, with, uh, with Steve, you can do that there as well. Awesome. Well, any last 
advice or anything that um, for somebody who is in transition or they're starting the business or maybe they're just ready to take the business to the next level? Any advice that you can leave us with? Yeah, and, and I'm going to um, steal from a coaching session I had with a client today where we talked about this. These guys have become very successful and they've grown very fast. Mm -hmm. And what they've come to realize is that they've allowed the shiny object syndrome to overtake their strategy. So they're spending a lot of time and resources ch chasing things which don't really connect to their core reason for, for being. Mm -hmm. So I tell everybody the same thing. Get really clear and comfortable with what you're in business to do. Mm. perfect that be the the top-notch number one player in that before you look at ancillary opportunities to bolt other services or products on but if you do it too fast people all of a sudden get confused like well what are they really you know right. and it's so important to be for people to understand exactly what you do well because behind the scenes nobody wants to hire a generalist mm -hmm. everybody wants somebody that's proficient and, and knows exactly what's going on. Because at the end of the day, every business, it doesn't matter what kind, shape or size, every business is a solution for somebody's problem. That's right. That's great advice. So, oh my goodness, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm, I'm so excited to, uh, to get these little tidbits and I'm, I'm gonna be taking many of them with, back with me and hopefully the <laughs> listeners, uh, you, you were able to gain some well, thanks for, look, thanks for having me on. I, I love these kinds of broadcasts because they are very natural and they tend to flow and, and, and usually they end up sounding pretty good. So I'm, I'm confident this will come off the same way. You know, <laughs> I love it. And I love that we are in alignment on so many things. So thank cool. you again. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. Tune in next time and make it a great day. for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you're a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit us at go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest to apply. That's go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest. Also, 